There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Kurt Cobain's daughter. I'm trying to remember her name. Frances Bean. Frances Bean, right. So, Where do you see her? She's so pretty. Does she, she look like Courtney? Uh, oh, yeah. I'll yeah. show you. I'll pull the picture up and post it while you guys are doing this story. time. Yeah. So get a load of this. She is the daughter of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. She married Riley Hawk, who is the son of Tony Hawk. So here's where it gets even more interesting. Michael Stipe from REM performed the ceremony. Oh, wow. He's actually Francis, Francis's godfather. Okay. Drew Barrymore is her godmother. Who knew that? Oh, wow. I did not. She's the perfect godmother, too. Aww, she, she is. is. Yeah. Well, and just like that, not just based on who she is and her personality, but like her life story, you know. Mm-hmm. How she was a young oh, star. Overcome that, a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, she's been through everything. So don't know anything about the ceremony, like if there were guests, how many or who was there. Not even clear if Courtney was there, but Francis and Riley have been dating since at least January of 2021. This is her second marriage. She divorced her first husband in 2016. Wow. So how old is she? I know. I'm I'm just trying. Look, here's the picture of her. She doesn't look very old. What do you think? 26? I don't know. When did, how long has Kurt Cobain been I don't know. Let me pull it up. Hold on. Beautiful eyes. Because she was, how old was she when he died? She's 31. Okay. Wow. She's 31. Is this her first marriage? Second. Second. Second marriage. Divorced in 2016. Oh, got it, got it. When Kurt that. died, she was one. Oh, God. 1992. She was tiny. She was born in 1992. Yeah. She's gorgeous, though. She looks like both of them. Like, right when you look at her dead in the face, yeah. she looks like Kurt. But then she has kind of the flowy hair look and stuff. a little longer like, and you see Courtney. Yeah. yeah. She's gorgeous. Huh. Well... Fritch mentioned this on the Facebook Live video this morning. Britney Spears' new book, The Woman and Me, came out yesterday. Uh, has Fritch finished it yet? Because yesterday you were on Chapter 9. It came out yesterday. You were already on Chapter 9. <laughs> yesterday morning I was on Chapter 9. Um, those chapters went pretty quickly, I will say. But now that I'm up, at, I think I'm on Chapter 20. Um, I'm almost halfway there. It says I have about three hours left to listen. So I think it's like 540, something yeah. like that total. Uh, but these chapters are getting a little bit longer because she's starting to give more details about her experience. More stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had mentioned that 
you know, Brittany does like the dedication and a, and a very brief forward that lasts all of a minute 45, right? Yeah, not very long at all. No. Yeah, the rest of it, it's all actress Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really enjoying her voice. She's quite soothing, honestly. A lot of people are saying that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are giving actress Michelle Williams props for doing such a great job on the on the delivery of Britney's book. And here's a great example. As Brittany recounts a time that Justin Timberlake was being kind of cringeworthy when Genuine walked by. You know, Genuine, a pony fame. His band in sync was what people back then called So Pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. In sync hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, foches, foches, genuine, what's up, homie? After genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, foches, foches, genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. She pivoted really well in that. That's good. She did. I mean, she kind of sounds a little. She sounds a little like Britney. You think so? I you maybe know, young Britney. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, now Britney little... sounds like hey guys. Uh, hey, she's a good enough actress. She could probably pull it off if you asked her to. Yeah, like if you want, you know, hey, Michelle, go full Britney delivery. <laughs> now nah, just be Michelle. She yeah. talks. I mean, that's what I am starting. Like my heart's breaking for Britney a little bit when she goes into the. Um, like how much she really mourned the relationship after Justin Timberlake and how much she just loved him and loved his family because she had such a crazy, horrible upbringing with her dad being alcoholic and her family not being very happy together. Like to her, when she was dating Justin, she would always go to his family stuff and his family's Christmas and his family's parties. And so when they broke up, that was like the ultimate, it was a big loss. Death for her. Because, We've all felt that. We've all oh, been yeah. through something similar. Because she had so much identity in that. Like she just, she was talking in the book about how she's was inconsolable for like four months. Like she couldn't even talk when she went back to Louisiana to kind of like what, what, recover. What, why did they break up? What is the fight? Because there were always so many rumors. Well, they talked about like in the book, she talks about she had the abortion And then he started working on the Justified album and she said, you know, I should have seen it coming. I should have seen the writing on the wall because he started to get more distance, more distant. And while she was recording a music video, he did text message her and say, hey, this is I'm done. This is kind of over. And she couldn't like leave to call him or anything because she was recording the video. Mm. And so then after that, they kind of talked, got together. She went back to Louisiana. He finished the album and he came to visit her one time in Louisiana and kind of wrote her a letter. But it was like done. What video was she shooting? I can't remember. Hmm. If it but was. she doesn't say like what was the reason. I mean. No, she talks about how they were cheating on each other. Like she, you know, she's like he cheated on me a lot. She gives like kind of um, descriptions about how, you know. Her friend was in New York and he was like, oh, I hit that last night. And so her friend told Brittany like, hey, you know, he said this, blah, 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 blah. And then one time when she was in Europe or something, there was a video of him in the backseat of a car with somebody. And it was rumored that those two were like hooking up. And so she's like, you know, I did kiss Wade. She talked a little bit about that, but she was like, that was it. It was a kiss. And she also said that she told Justin about kissing Wade at the time when it Mm -hmm. happened. 
But they, I, I think it's just fidel- infidelity. But I also felt like listening to her tell that story that after the abortion, it was just kind of like they both were just in different mindsets. Like Brittany specifically talks about how she couldn't come out of it for several months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we got to take a break. We got more e-news to come. We're going to get into Tom Bergeron and the real story. So Cheryl Burke, the one of the professional dancers, she's got a podcast and she had Tom Bergeron on. Is Cheryl Burke still on Dancing with the Stars or is no, she left? She left she a while ago. Oh, so they can both speak freely then. I yeah. guess so, yeah. She asked him about his exit from the show and he totally went there. He spilled all the beans. So we'll talk about that. We'll give you the full story coming up. Uh, plus, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, Drake, all making headlines as we continue. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. At Q102. All right, so Tom Bergeron, we were all so bummed when he left Dancing with the Stars because he was just so good. He's a good host. So good. So why did he leave? Well, we found out that it was over politics and the real deal, like the actual Washington, D.C. kind. He gave the details to dancer Cheryl Burke. She's got a Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans podcast. Cute name. She said that, or he said in 2019, when the presidential election was coming up, he met with executives to discuss the upcoming season. He told them he wanted to steer clear of controversy and not cast any political figures. Like him even more. Yeah. He said the show should be a, quote, wonderful escape from all that divisiveness for two hours a week. And they agreed with him. So this makes me, I mean, when you're the host of a show like that, I mean, is that considered your show? It depends on, it depends on your relationship with the network, I guess, your stature, how long you've been there. I mean, they, they obviously entertained meetings with him to discuss these things and were open to his input, some input, but ultimately, you know, when these things come push to shove, he's the little guy at the end of the day. We all are. Yeah. Huh. Soon after the conversation, he got the news that Donald Trump's former spokesman, Sean Spicer had been cast and he was furious he actually offered to compromise by taking the season off, but they counteroffered to let him out of his contract entirely, which basically let him know the relationship was over. He tried to keep it bottled up, but he couldn't. He decided to issue a statement to let people know that, quote, they effing lied to me. 
That statement didn't name any names or address. Let's just go ahead and torch that bridge while we're at it. <laughs> it just said that he'd had an agreement with the producers and they threw him a curveball. He did stick it out for that season, but they canned him when it was over. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure he knew they would. He was yeah, at peace with that, I guess. And was it was Aaron Andrews, his co-host at the time, was she the last one? She wanted to, she go at the same time? Uh, I don't remember. Was it Brooke Burke? I forget the order of the female host. He didn't even have a female host for like the first, what, 15, yeah, 30 seasons for a of bunch that of thing? Them. And then they brought in Brooke Burke, didn't they? And Aaron. And then Aaron. Mm-hmm. And now, and then what was the other girl? Wasn't Tyra Banks on there too? Well, that was after Tom That's had left, I think. Yeah. yeah. And that did not, that, that did not last that was long. Pretty bad. That was not good. <laughs> no. So who's hosting it now? Isn't it Julian Huff and um, Alfonso Rivera? I have the foggiest I idea. Haven't I haven't watched it in, it in so years. Long. I think and I used to not miss that show. I used to love that show. Yeah. I think we're fine with missing it. Well, remember they put it straight to streaming for the last few years. This is the first year it's it's back. Back on ABC. Back on, it's on ABC. Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, John Stamos has a lot to say in his new book, If You Would Have Told Me. Uh, and here's another scoop. John admits to having two cosmetic procedures. You know, one of the things about John Stamos is, you know, people look at him and they're like, man, that guy, he looks amazing right. for his age. Yeah. How does he do it? He doesn't look like he's had any surgery. Mm-mm. Well, he actually has had two surgeries, a nose job and another nose job. Soon after he joined General Hospital in 1982, John decided to get his nose done during a break in filming. He says, everyone who gets a nose job tries to find some excuse other than vanity, but let's just call it what it was. It was vanity. So he gets the nose job, but he's not happy with the result. He said it left his nose, quote, kind of pushed up like Peter Pan or something, whatever. He he didn't like it. So during the next... General Hospital hiatus, he got it redone, but this time he used Michael Jackson's plastic surgery. Oh, wow. Why not? He says, who better to handle the delicate task of re-sculpting my nose than the man who created a whole new face for MJ? (laughs) And so this all happened, I guess, within John's first year on the show. But it's still pretty impressive, though, the fact that, like, outside of the nose job, he's not really had any other work done. Yeah, no facelifts. It looks pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cute guy. He is cute. So Drake celebrated his 37th birthday at a club called Casa Donna in Miami on Monday night. And this is just kind of fun. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad showed up and they were serving drinks. Now, for a reason, they've got a new brand of booze, Dos Hombres. Oh, tequila? Yeah. Yum. No word on any other celebrity guests, but sources say Drake and his crew were having a kind of guys' night, even though several women tried to steal him away for some one-on-one time. But uh, guys' night out. Oh, wow. With Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul Bourne. That Brian. sounds like fun. I know. That's the kind of thing you could auction off for charity. Yeah. And make a... F- oh, God, yeah. Freaking ton of money, probably. Right? For sure. Thanks for yeah. listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.